Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting edition of Big D in the Sleeves, Big City Sports Suburban Style. I'm Big D, with me as always, the Tonto to my Lone Ranger. You all know him, you all tolerate him, the Sleeves. Say hi to the people. You know, why why can't I be the Lone Ranger too? Why can't we both be the, the Lone Ranger? Dude, you can't pluralize the Lone Ranger. So I'm Tonto? Tolerate me? People tolerate me? Well, Danielle that's, tolerates you. That, that's disrespectful. But, you know, hey, what fans, ever listeners out there, welcome back. We appreciate your patience. Had a bit of a scheduling conflict. Our, our producer's currently in negotiation uh, with, with basically like a backup stand-in uh, reporter. Good, smart, intelligent young cat by the name of Zip. Easy to spell, Z-I-P. Should be a lot of fun having him on. Speaking of easy to spell and not easy to spell... I know every show we say, hey, follow us on Twitter, Big D Sleaze. Follow, email us, BigDSleaze at gmail.com, BigDandTheSleaze.blogspot.com. I understand the confusion. People don't know how to spell Sleaze. They don't know how to spell my name. Really? Uh, I, S- I, find that, I find that hard to believe. It's very easy. Yeah, I well, you'd, you'd think it's hard to believe, but a, a woman actually got a shirt at her local sporting event made with my name on the back and sent me the picture asking me to sign it. And I responded, honey, I can't sign it. I don't know who that sleaze is. I'm S-L-E-A-Z-E. So for all you listeners out there, and Cynthia, you know who I'm talking to you. New shirt, new picture, I'll sign it. So that's us. That's how you get to us. It should be exciting. We're happy to be back. Tons to talk about, Big D. What's on the slate? Well, right off the bat, you got to figure the obvious choice here. you got to talk about Peyton Manning. Probably the most coveted free agent prize in the history of the entire league. Period. In history, yeah. Benedict Arnold was not this highly recruited by the British. It's just, this is incredible if you want to look at it in that historic uh, point of view here. Well, Homeboy's homeboy's got his own eggs, man. Benedict's got his own eggs. Delicious. We should go get some when we leave the studio. So Peyton Manning goes to the Broncos, and who was right in the end? That's right. Big D. He called it. He had a couple of missteps, but when he got serious, he called it. And here's why I think this is a brilliant idea. It's a perfect fit. He's got a good young receiver, wide receiver core that he can work with and he can monitor. He's got an excellent defense to help him out. And I'm not going to lie to you, all the Broncos need to do now is draft a young quarterback for him to tutor, and this team could be good for a long time. Listen, as a Raiders fan... I have conceded the next two to three division crowns to Peyton Manning and the Broncos. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And you know what the best part is for me? Uh, I shouldn't say the best part, but something I'm looking forward to is, and no offense to you Raiders fans, but Phillip Rivers is finally going to get compared to a real quarterback. Phillip Rivers has statistically, technically dominated that division for a couple years. And competed against two. Now he's got to go toe-to-toe with Peyton Manning twice. I think people are going to realize that both Mannings are just better than Phillip. Eli's got more rings even though he was you know, in the same draft class. And Peyton's going to spank him every time they play in the division. I think it's a great move for the Broncos. You know, The air's a little thinner up there. You know, Like you said, you got great young receiving core. All good things. The biggest thing that's impressed me the most is this is where, for all those kids that aren't sure, you know, what, what's the point of going to a good college when I, for when I play football? Because I'm going to make my money in the NFL. John Elway went to Stanford, a good school. And he is proving that that education that he received 
is going to make him even more money now as a front office guy because he just proved he's great at it. He said all the right things during Tebow Mania last season and made all the right moves. What other front office can go through what he went through and still be the hero? Well, here's what you got to think about, and you talked, you said it right here. You know, uh, Peyton, I'm sorry, uh, Elway made all the, the right calls and all the right moves. You could tell that Elway did not want Tebow. He said the right things, but that was that. That was He's not a pure, situation. He was a pure quarterback. He wants absolutely, a pure and he respects Peyton Manning. He respects the talent level. You don't really get the impression that he respected Tebow's talent as a quarterback. But with the fans so violently in Tebow's favor, there was nothing he could do about it. But really, what fan base is going to say, oh, yes, absolutely I'll take our mediocre to crappy second-year quarterback over Peyton Manning? No fan base is going to do that. So by getting Manning in there, you get to do the right thing by giving Tebow a chance elsewhere. And, hey, if Manning doesn't work out, you tried, and now you got rid of Tebow. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, even if it doesn't work out, say, listen, it was Peyton Manning, I couldn't pass. And he was literally, Manning's the only quarterback Elway could have brought in and still kept the fan base in his corner. I mean, let's be real. And he pulled it off. How happy do you think Jim Fox is? I'll tell you that much. But speaking of, how about the old quarterback in, that was in Denver? Tim Tebow moved to the East Coast and is now a New York Jet. This what are your absolutely, thoughts? This is phenomenal. I mean, listen, as a man who has hated the Jets for the past three years, pretty much specifically because of Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez, I cannot tell you how excited I'm going to be to watch this fail. This is There is no way this is going to work. The, you know, the, the Jets just gave Mark Sanchez an unprecedented three-year extension for when his contract runs out. This is a guy who now, despite not ever really getting there as an NFL quarterback and showing no real signs of improvement, will be owed $11 million a year for $5 million. He's got a fragile psyche. He's a little kid. He cries when he doesn't get his way. And now you bring in the three-ring circus of Tim Tebow. The locker room was already fractured. Now it's gone. This is a beautiful thing for me. Beautiful. Yeah, it's great for the media. You know, guys like us, we, we get to chat about it all the time. It's going to be beautiful cinema for a, you know, for, for a couple couple months there uh, starting August. I, I, I'm okay with the move. However... I'm not okay with the Jets front office and coaching staff. They are, the, the, you know, one of my colleagues described it best, and it makes a lot of sense. They are obnoxiously ignorant. They say all the wrong things at all the wrong times, and they just need to shut up. You know, yeah, yeah am I curious? Like, the first time Tim Tebow scrambles around the pocket and gets a 17-yard loss, I hope a camera zooms in on, Rick, on Rex Ryan to literally lip-read him say, golly gee whiz there, Timothy, what might you have been thinking there on that one? It's not going to work well because Ryan, Rex Ryan's a, a jerk. Sanchez is a baby. But you know what Tim Tebow is? He's a winner, and the guy overcomes. He's going to overcome New York. He's going to play well. He's going to have a good old time. The only question that I have is, was this move made as a PR move? To maybe save the image of the new to get off the back page, it could be a PR move, but I'll tell you if that's the case, it's not a good one. I you want to talk about you want to see the first Tebow sack for 17 yards after scrambling. I want to see the first Mark Sanchez interception, crowd going nuts for Tebow, Mark Sanchez crying. I want a close up of the tears rolling down his little boy face. 
Because look at it this way. What did you bring in? Your two quarterbacks next year for the New York Jets, this past season, have a combined completion percentage of 53. They threw 38 touchdowns with 24 interceptions. They had 6.4 yards per attempt. These are terrible quarterbacks. Tim Tebow's winner? No, Tim Tebow is not a winner. Tim Tebow is a crappy quarterback who won because he was in a perfect storm for a quarterback. He got a... The Orton was benched. The running game gets healthy. The defense gets healthy. And they start playing well. Did they win because of Tim Tebow? No. They tend to win despite him. You yeah. can't complete six passes in a game and tell me you're a winner as a quarterback. No. You're a loser with a team that wins around you. You know, being, being a gamer gets you through in Little League. It gets you through in high school. It gets you through in college. This is the NFL. This is the show. This is the dance. This is where everybody is great. Not just good, like in college, or a couple star players in high school, and everyone just wants orange slices and Capri Suns like in Little League and, 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 and 130-pound football. I love Capri Suns. It's, it's, it's obviously, it's a big stage. And I, I don't know what's going to happen in New York, but... New York does it to me every year. They find a way because I can promise you this. I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch, and I'm going to be excited to see what happens because it's going to be entertaining. New York football Jets. I'm sorry. That's New York football Giants. Sorry. The New York Jets, Gang Green, has been irrelevant as far as quality of football program for going on four years now, and yet they're talked about all the time. They get more rep than Tom Brady and the Patriots do in preseason and offseason conversations. So they're doing something right. If they could just figure out that darn winning thing that'd be amazing so that wraps up football for now we're going to go to the next topic something we haven't been able to talk about because we've been off for a couple weeks and that's the ncaa tournament i don't know about you big d but my bracket is pretty much busted well i had michigan state winning so uh clearly i'm not the one to talk here and i'll tell you this is my strategy in picking the ncaa tournament i try to go for the the picks i think are going to win and then I pick the number one or number two seed that everyone thinks is least likely to win. You know why? Because my picks suck. They always <laughs> suck. If I pick Kentucky and Kentucky wins, congratulations. I'm going to finish 10th behind all other nine people who picked Kentucky. But if I pick Michigan State and Michigan State wins, it makes up for the fact that everything else in my bracket was terrible. So the you know, Spartans, they let me down. It's funny because everyone's bracket gets busted. I mean, yes, there's, a, there's, that, there's that one eight-year-old that likes the Wildcats over the Bearcats, and you know, for whatever reason, they, they pick them because of team name, team color, whatever. But, you know, beautiful thing, I got a great tweet from one of our fans earlier when the, when the brackets, the first round of games started playing. A lot of people, like this young lady, had Missouri going to the championship game. Missouri gets beaten upset by Norfolk State, a 15 seed over a two. And this brilliant, intelligent little follower of ours sends a tweet at Big D Sleaze, oh, man, my bracket's all Norfolked up. I thought that was pretty entertaining. You know but you know bracket, what? She, you know whose bracket would not have been all Norfolked up? Who's? Mama D. Mama D actually picked Norfolk State until Bigger D and my brother talked her out of it. Yeah, she's got to know better than that. Never, ever listen to intelligent experts when it comes to the bracket. Rule this number one. This is the one. third straight year Mama D has had a big upset, picked correctly, but Bigger D has talked her out of it. Yeah, that, that's, got, that's got to not happen. But, you, know, but, 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 you know, Mama D's got to move up in the world. She's got to start surrounding herself with better, higher quality, more intelligent people. Or stop listening, because she already knows more than that entire family combined. Yes. So 
the final four you got Kentucky versus Louisville and Kansas versus Ohio State. A one a one seed, two twos, and a four. Now, personally, I got one of those guys in my final four. There are two of them. I got two in my final four with Kansas winning the show. I don't think it's going to happen. Kansas really, frankly, isn't that good. I picked it in a weak moment. It turned out all right. Big D, who do you think comes out of the Kentucky-Louisville game? Well, I'm torn on this one. On one hand, yes, I do want to see Kentucky win uh, so that after the game they can cut down Anthony Davis's unibrow. I'm no, they very excited to do that. that. I'm very excited for that. Uh, on the other hand, actually, and I never thought I'd say this about a Louisville team that I've obviously never liked, but Chris Smith, you might know him as the younger brother of notorious NBA punk J.R. Smith, and one of the other seniors on that Louisville team had the classiest move of the season. They offered to give up their scholarships at the start of this year so that Louisville would have two more scholarships for recruiting. Louisville took them up on their offer, recruited some good players, and look where they are. And you know what? Hey, Chris doesn't need the scholarship. If all else fails, JR can afford it. Classy move by Chris Smith. Gotta like Louisville here. I don't know if they'll win. I don't think they will. But that's who I'm pulling for. Well, you know, I, I think Kentucky wins also. But you've got to look at it this way. The pressure is all on Kentucky. I don't believe the whole state statement, you know, hey, they got nothing to lose. Yeah, they do have something to lose. They, they have a Final Four game to lose. They have a potential national championship game to lose. Yes, they have something to lose. Are they playing with house money? Yes, I think they're playing with house money. However, Louisville is a four seed. Ten losses in the regular season. Kentucky's supposed to beat Louisville. If you come out and you coach tight or you play tight, Louisville can beat them. I think it'll be interesting to see. Coach Cal's never won a national title. Patino's won one at Kentucky. Their bitter rival's going to be a blast. You move over to the other side of the bracket, number two, two seed Ohio State versus two seed Kansas. Now, they played earlier this year at Fog Allen Fieldhouse, and Kansas, having a home game, pulled it off and won. Same result this time, Big D. Uh, boy, that's, that's tough. I mean, uh, I, have a, I have a very specific rule when it comes to Kansas. Uh, when Littler D, uh, that'd be my older brother, uh, when Littler D picks Kansas to succeed, I bet against him. When he picks Kansas to fail, I make him my national champion. This year he has them in the finals, so I gotta figure there's no way in hell this is happening. Kansas does not pull it out. Yeah, you know, I want to agree with you. Hey, Bill Self made a great coaching move going to that triangle two against North Carolina. It showed a whole weakness in North Carolina. How do you have ten McDonald's All Americans and no one can shoot a jumper? Disturbing. That's a topic for another day. They make that adjustment and they 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 put a beat down in the last five minutes on UNC, and UNC is a good ball club. Ohio State, yes, Jared Solinger, everyone, he came back, what a shock, he's so good. Robinson can hang with him. Tyshawn Taylor offensively versus Aaron Kraft for Ohio State defensively, going to be a great battle. The X Factor here, and remember this name, for Ohio State is going to be Buford. If Buford can put a full 40 minutes together, Ohio State will beat Kansas. The important thing is it doesn't matter who wins that game, because neither of them are winning at all. Kentucky gets past Louisville. You might as well just give them the, the trophy. They're going to pull it off. Kentucky's loaded. You heard it here. Who do you think wins it? You're picking Ohio State to beat Kansas, just like I am. 
and we're <coughs> both picking Kentucky to beat Louisville. Who wins the show? Mind you, Kansas wins. The Sleaze wins his pool. I'm just saying. Rock, chalk, Jayhawk. But let's talk about what really is going to happen. I'm telling you, if Kentucky gets past Louisville, Kentucky wins. If Louisville can beat Kentucky, I think Kentucky, I think Louisville might win. Why don't, I, see, I, I think don't, the winner is coming out of the Louisville-Kentucky game. Yeah, you know, that'd be crazy to see Patino win because remember, if you guys remember, earlier this year, Patino said, after the 2015-2016, I'm going to retire. Thanks, Rick. That's not going to be news for four years. But, hey, you never know. Could be a self-fulfilling profit. All right, one more topic before we go to break, Big D. What's it going to be? Well, we're going to talk about a different type of football here, and this is uh, actually a, a sad story with an enlightening ending here, and it's, it's about Fabrice Muamba. Uh, he's a midfielder. Uh, for the Bolton Wanderers, which, incidentally enough, is Big D's club in the uh, English Premier League. I'm a big fan of these these guys. Uh, in the FA Cup match against Tottenham, uh, Fabrice Mwamba collapsed on the pitch uh, from cardiac arrest. Now, for 78 minutes, his heart was not beating on its own. He was given 13 shocks from the defibrillator, and the, the cardiologist who attended him was a fan who was at the game saw what was going on, jumped onto the pitch, and started working on him. Through CPR and through everything that they did for him, Muamba actually is expected to recover fully. They don't know yet if he'll be able to return to his career, but he should be able to live a perfectly normal life. And when this young man, he's, he's 23 years old, uh, when he came, kind of came to uh, and really you know, knew what was around him, they asked, you know, do you know, know your name? He, he did. Uh, and then he had a question for them. He asked, did we win the game? Yeah, that that's a remarkable story. And it's remarkable because of how bad it could have been. And, you know, every, you know when a heart stops for 78 minutes, you know, we all know what the outcome could have been. But yeah. what I want to talk about here, and I'm in no way dimi- you know, trying to diminish what, the, what this kid's going through and the, his plate that he's got ahead of him. And we obviously, we, we, we wish him well. You know, he's in our thoughts and our prayers is the thing about sports, and when you read about what happened, I didn't see it live, but I did read about it. In sports, you know, like, like look at the Winter Classic between the, the, the Flyers fans did to the Rangers fan, or what happened in the Dodgers-Giants game at the start of last year. People take sports way too, fanatics, that's, that's where the name comes, we take it too seriously. But when something like this happens, the entire stadium, forgot about the colors that they were wearing in support, forgot about who they were cheering for. Because at that moment, everyone was hoping and praying and pulling for that young 23-year-old that was on the ground. Because it was pretty easy to tell pretty early on that something was seriously wrong with this kid. And it's unfortunate that it takes this type of event to give us some perspective as fans. But I hope it's not lost, because at the end of the day, whether we like them or not, or whether what they do in their personal life is up to them, at the end of the day, they're human beings, they're people too. You know, yes, we cheer them, and yes, we jeer them, but you have to understand, they, they, got, they got a wife, they got a mom, a dad, a kid, you know, they, they have that life, and we, we, sometimes his fanatics can lose sight of that. As media, we can lose sight of it. It's our livelihood. It's true, and I'll tell you, one, one of the most touching things coming out of here, you know, uh, not just across the Premier League, but across uh, the soccer world as a whole, uh, the outpouring of support, the fans, the, the players, the, the, the live long, you know, for Mwamba, you know, all sorts of things going out there. Thierry Henry, currently playing for, the, for playing for Red Bull New York in the MLS, knows Mwamba. He played with him at one point. Flew to England, visited Mwamba for an hour or two, 
and then flew back to the West Coast of the United States to play in an MLS game. Yeah, that's, that's the that, kind that, of person this player apparently is, and that's yeah. what you love to see in sports. That kind of love from former teammates, from from anything like that, really. Well, it's, it's the respect they have of, of, of what they are as athletes and who they are as people. But yeah, so we, we wish him nothing but the best. That wraps up the first half. We're going to play a little music for you, send you on a break, and, and we'll be back with the best part of the show, the second half sprint. Get your ear holes ready, stretch those hammies, enjoy the music. It's halftime. That's true, and we'll be right back, but remember, right now you're listening to Big D in the Sleaze. Hey, it's the only podcast where you have to go big or get sleazy. That's what I'm talking about. Big D in the sleeves. Hey, it's Big City Sports, the bourbon style. 
It's time for the Sleaze's favorite part of the show, the second half sprint. Sleaze, are you ready? I'm on my mark. I got set. We're going. First topic, Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints, is suspended for the bounty gate, out for an entire year without pay. Bill Parcells, legendary coach, is rumored to replace him. If that's two questions for you, if that's the case, do you like it? And with or without Parcells, with Peyton gone, are they still the favorites to win the NFC South? And what are their chances of Super Bowl contention? Well, obviously, I think uh, the, the role of a coach is highly overrated, especially in football when you have the coordinators underneath you basically doing a lot of the work on game day. And I think these are professionals. Preparing them isn't really the biggest issue in the world. I think they'll be fine. Uh, my issue here is why would you settle for Parcells when you can have Ditka? Ditka! The Saints! That's my the pick. Saints. The Saints, they're still the team to beat. I like it, the New Orleans Superfans. All right, next, Major League Baseball kicks off. Big D, it's like Christmas for you. You're all excited. And here's the best part. It's Oakland versus Seattle in Japan. Oh, ramen noodles. Oh, ramen noodles for everybody. The interesting thing, Japan spanks us in the World Baseball Classic. We send two of our best teams over there to show them how American baseball is played. Oakland and Seattle, pathetic. Not only is it bad baseball, but if you're from the West Coast and you want to watch those teams, the season kicks off at 3 a.m. What terrible. was Major League Baseball thinking? It's terrible. They're trying to expand the brand, but listen, you got Ichiro Suzuki. Send Seattle over there. Have them play some exhibition games against Japanese teams. They can treat it just like a Grapefruit League game. They get the same revenue. They get everything you need to do, and you don't have to waste our time with a crappy game to start off the season. And, speaking of baseball sleeves, what are we going to next? Next, R.A. Dickey, knuckleballer for the New York Metropolitans, writes a book, Wherever I Wind Up. The book talks about his life and his professional career. And an interesting thing that he mentions about it is, is, is some, he was sexually assaulted when he was younger. Now, I'm going to ask you about that, but you know he's still pitching. He's active in a machismo industry that is you know professional baseball. Was now the right time to come out with that? Well, when you're already Dickey, I feel like every time is the right time. Now, I, I can't speak for, for what he's gone through, but you've got to figure this is a guy who does things a little differently. Uh, he's, he's faced incredible hardship and tragedy because of this. He's overcome it to become a success story. I say, yes, this is the right time. Let him tell a story when and how he wants to. Now, speaking of stories and books, a book that dropped today was Hank Haney's book on Tiger Woods entitled The Big Miss from the days when Haney was Tiger's coach. Obviously, Tiger now with Sean Foley. An interesting thing, there's a lot of excerpts about this book that, that, that strike me as odd, but you know, I always thought Hank Haney was a bit of a whiner. In it, he talks about how Tiger Woods had this obsession with sugar-free popsicles. I guess that was like his vice since he was super healthy with his eating. And in it, he ne- every time he would get up and get one, of the 30 days Hank Haney a year spent at Tiger's house, he never once offered one to Hank. Hank he said, I had to, Haney said I had to build up the courage to ask for a Popsicle. Are you reading the book? No, but I might get a Popsicle. Pretty awesome. Well, speaking of Tiger, Tiger wins again, baby. He wins the Arnold Palmer Invitational, breaks his two-and-a-half-year 30-event drought, Breakthroughs got his W, the 72nd win on the PGA Tour. My question to you is, is he now the Masters favorite? The Masters only two weeks away, and the reason I ask is he's won the Arnold Palmer Invitational six times prior. 
Those six times he's won it, he's finished in the top three every year at the Masters, three of those trips being wins. Is he the favorite to win the Masters? Absolutely not. Now, listen, it would be great for the game of golf for Tiger to be back completely, and it's definitely possible, but it's been a 30-event drought. Let him win again in, in rapid-fire succession. Let him get some wins here, some, some top three finishes, before I say he's the favorite to win anything. I like it. That, that makes a good point. Well, how about this? We're going to switch topics now. Go to a little NBA or maybe former NBA. Dennis Rodman, you all know him. You all love him. I'm jealous of his hair. Turns out he's bankrupt. Dennis Rodman is bankrupt, owes $800,000 in back child support and $51,000 in spousal support, facing potential jail time. His advisor and attorney issue a statement saying that he is, he is broke and that is due to his extreme sickness of being an alcoholic, and that sickness is keeping him from getting a job. So my question to you, Big D, tongue-in-cheek, can Dennis Rodman rebound from this one? <sighs> Sad trombone. That was, a, that was a beautiful, beautiful, terrible pun. But really, I think the better question here, isn't this just the Lenny Dykstra story with an NBA player? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? That's the ex-wife that's showing him. is saying he's flying all over the world in his jet. You know, to be a part of club gigs and, and, and bar scenes. Who knows? Extreme, crazy, someone's coming out with bleach in their hair. All right, sticking with basketball, let's move to the women's NCAA tournament. Title IX, got 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 to give that some love here. Well, the final four is 75% of the way set. Shocking, all three one-seeds are in, and the fourth is well on its way with Notre Dame up on Maryland big in the second half. So four one-seeds. Another reason why this isn't that fun to watch. However, exciting storyline this year. Baylor Bears and their their junior center, Brittany Griner, stands at daunting 6'8", most dominating center, dominating player in the NBA, in NCAA basketball for, for re, in recent history. Inch, why this is interesting is Baylor is 38-0. If they win their next two games and win the national championship, they will be 40-0, the only team in college basketball history to be undefeated and win it all. Pretty remarkable stuff. One, do you care? Two, is it news? Yes, it's news. No, I don't care. I'll tell you, yes, 40-0, that's great. That's wonderful. I'm sure those ladies have excellent fundamentals. But and a 6-8 center. And a 6-8 center. But it's women's basketball, and I could not care less. Yeah, actually, well, all right. Actually, that's unfair. There are probably things in life I do care less about. There probably aren't many. Well... It's my only chance, me, I as a Notre Dame fan, I'm ever going to see a Notre Dame championship. So let's go, Lady Irish and Skyler Diggins. All right, let's go. We're going to go back to baseball to wrap up the sprint. Joba Chamberlain. Joba Chamberlain. I don't know. I still don't know the dude's name. Dislocates his ankle on a trampoline with his kid. Apparently an open wound dislocation. Gruesome. We're not going to show you the video or play the audio of him and his kid screaming when it happened for those faint of heart out there. My question to you. Is his second big injury just coming back from Tommy John surgery? How bad does this hurt the Yankees' chances? I absolutely don't think it really affects the Yankees at all. I remember he hasn't pitched since June and last year anyway uh, because of the Tommy John. So you got to figure that's probably mostly a non-issue. He comes back, he doesn't come back. They're the Yankees. They've got other options in the pen. Whew, okay, sleaze. I'll tell you, I think we've said about all we need to say about job. I think we've said all we need to say about the sprint. 
Sprint's and done. I'll, the sprint's done, and I'll tell you what, this was a good time for everybody. I know we ran a little bit long today. Hey, we're going to wrap this up, let you get on with your lives. This is Big I'm, D I'm hit, I'm hitting the ice bath and getting some biofreeze, a massage, and a chocolate milk. Well, some people go with, with, with heat. Some people go with ice. I like to go with hot Hot ice. ice. That's the secret. Absolutely. That's what so, they hey. say. You'll learn that here at Big D and Sleeves, big city sports, suburban style. Remember, fans, go big. Or get sleazy. Good night, everybody. Night, y'all.